hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome to part two of the Christmas Day episodes. I hope you listened to part one with Ken and Leone being Santa, well, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus from the driveway of, of Ken's home. That was fantastic. And for part two, we're going into a shopping centre and we're going to be talking to Paul Goddard. He's a little bit different, sits in the chair, you know, and, and with a professional photographer and all the kids get their photos taken. And I just love how passionate he is about this and bringing, bringing the mystical joy into people's lives. So, so let me tell you about Santa number two. Paul Goddard started out as a plumber in 1970 and worked his way up to becoming a manager and a mentor to apprentices. After 35 years in the trade, he retired and moved to Gippsland where he spent the first year improving the home and paddocks on his six-acre creekfront property. Sounds fantastic. But not fully satisfied with the retired lifestyle, Paul attained a vocational teaching qualification and started teaching plumbing at TAFE. This year he became part of the Seen to Believe Turalgan team and became a Santa at the Turalgan Centre Plaza. This is Paul's first year as Santa and already he's saying he's in it for the long haul. Well, that's if he can find time amongst his plethora of hobbies, which include being an amateur apiarist and aviarist, so breeding Australian parrots and breeding and milking a small herd of goats and making goat's cheese. Wow, that sounds like a busy life. I have no idea how he gets to fit in being Santa, but he does. Hey, Paul, how are you going? Fantastic. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, always going well. I always say that uh, at the start of every day, I know that day is going to be a fantastic day. You know why I knew this morning would be a fantastic day? Why is that? Because I woke up. If I hadn't woken up, the whole day would have gone to shit. <laughs> it sure would have, wouldn't it? Uh, so so I, I thought you woke up every day at the North Pole. Like I thought it was, um, you know, never ending. You, eternal yeah, well, life. that's the point. The day I don't wake up, uh, the kids are going to be in a lot of strife. I know. Christmas will end. Mrs. Claus might be a bit annoyed too. <laughs> I hope uh, so. I hope she doesn't go running off trying to find a new stand. She's had me for a few hundred years, so I hope she struggles to find a better one. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So I was looking for a Santa because this podcast falls on uh, Christmas Day and um, I just absolutely love that you've agreed to come and chat with us and, you know, get step away from the kids just for a few minutes just to, you know, chat with us. And why did you become a Santa? How did that happen? Well, the story goes back, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just fill you in a little bit, of when I first moved moved from Melbourne out to Gippsland, the job I was in in Melbourne, every couple of weeks I'd go in, get a haircut, get everything 
looking pretty smacko. I had to often visit clients where I needed to dress up a little bit. And I'd moved out here on, on my own. And I went down into uh, Yarram one day and I thought, oh, yeah, I better grab a haircut while I'm down here and had a haircut. And came home. And a couple of weeks later, I was down at Yarram doing something. I thought, oh, shit, funny. Time to have another haircut, I suppose. And as I went to walk in the door of the, the barbers, I thought, why? Why am I getting a haircut? I don't have a particular job where I've got to look all, you know, short back and sides. I thought, oh, bugger it. I'm, don't worry about it. So I walked out. That saved me, saved me 10 bucks. I thought, well, that was good. So I did that for a long time, well, for you know, months and months anyhow, perhaps a year. And I met up, uh, met my current partner, and she'd, I, she'd said to me at the time, why don't you look at growing, you've got your long hair, why don't you grow a bit of a beard to go with it? Why don't you grow a bit of a mow or something? Oh, all right, give it a go. Knowing that I was never, as you can tell, had a problem with hair growth. Facial hair has always been <laughs> a characteristic of my family, especially uh, following in my father and grandfather's footsteps of going absolutely classic white. <laughs> so I started doing that and it got longer and it got longer. And by the time it got down to a few inches long, and she loved it. She said she'd, she'd never go out with a man that didn't have a beard. <laughs> she just actually loved it. So as, after it got a fair bit longer, one, but it was actually one of my apprentices said, oh, there's Santa. And I thought, shit, perhaps I do look a bit like Santa. So it was coming up to a Christmas breakup for work. And I went into Terrelgan and we had a breakup. And then we went off to a couple of nightclubs. And, and I was having a bit of a ball, uh, being a bit of an old fart amongst all the youngies. <laughs> and I had my Santa hat on. I wore my Santa hat because it was just early. It was mid-December. Well, the night ended up fantastic. I had so many blokes and girls wanting to come and sit on my knee. <laughs> hey, Santa, can I buy you a beer? I thought, oh, this is a great way to go out. All you know, these young bucks want to buy, them, buy me a beer and all the girls want to sit on my knee. That was fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. So from then I said, right, that's it. From the 1st of December to Christmas Eve, everywhere I go I wear my Santa hat. And I, st and I still do it. And even today I was in Terrelgan. And uh, as I, I was pulled up the traffic lights and a couple of trucks went past the other way and each of them started blasting their horns <laughs> and waving out the window. It's, I just love the way it just adds a little bit of uh, celebration to the time of the year. Yeah. It seems to break the, the, the ice with a lot of people. Even people you would never have known or even say anything to you. You walk down the street and they go, oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Or I say it to them first and they say, and I feel, well, it's just enlightened a few extra souls yep. uh, as I walk around. So why not? I love it. I love it. And so and so, um, you've only started being a, you know, a, a formal official Santa at um, Terrellgan yeah, Plaza. Yeah, it's actually making a couple of dollars being Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and that went back. I went into... Uh, I went into another shopping centre. I won't say which one, but another shopping centre. I said, no, oh, wondering what the go is to be a Santa here. I thought maybe it's a, something I should try. And never heard anything back from that one. I went into Stocklands, uh, Terrelgan uh, Plaza, Santa Plaza, and I said, uh, yeah, what about your Santas here? And they said, oh, look, the contacts seem to believe. They're the company that organises our Santa uh, for Christmas time. I said, okay, fine. I'll contact them. And it was funny. It was only just recently someone, at uh, one of the managers at the plaza said, 
you know, I saw you that day you came in <laughs> and I didn't know what you were doing. And then jokingly, I went down to the girl at reception. I said, so what was Santa doing at the front counter? <laughs> and she laughed and she said, he's, he's looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, seem to believe got in touch with me uh, later on this year and I've had a, an induction and chatted online actually through a Zoom uh, with a number of other uh, gentlemen that are uh, Santas at other uh, shopping centres around around the state, around Victoria. And, uh, yeah, that's been uh, quite a great learning experience. For the, and to see that everyone is probably like me, I'm not doing it for the money. If he was doing it for the money, well, I think I could, you know, find something different that paid more. But if you're wanting to do it just for, you're wanting to do it just for the enjoyment, for the thrill. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as and I said to a couple of people, uh, you know, they said, well, why do you do it? And I said, well, look, I just feel you know, our young cohort are very special. They're innocent. Yeah. They're full of imagination. And I feel really blessed to be part of their interaction with the mystical character we call Santa. Mm. I love it. And you, you actually, you don't even need the fake beard. You know, you just got this beautiful, beautiful no. natural <laughs> white beard and natural <laughs> white hair. And it's just. And I've got the long hair too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it all hangs out the back, you know. Long hair goes halfway down the back. <laughs> oh, you look like the real deal. So when you're Zooming with the other Santas, some are you looking at some of them saying, oh, Gee, I don't know. You don't have the real beard there. <laughs> well, there's, there's a few that do. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the latest Aldi ad. No, and I haven't. And the whole lot of Santa's jumping into a swimming pool. Yeah. Have you seen that no, one? I haven't, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, there's about a dozen, and they all look very similar to me. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> but I suppose in, a, in the population of Australia, I mean, yeah, how many is there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's kind of like, will the real Santa please stand up? <laughs> That's it. Oh, oh. And and remember, remember, we all we will all tell you that we, as in me, I am the real Santa. Yeah. The others are helpers. I know. So it's really hard to to work out who's telling the truth, isn't it? But it's you, Paul. You're the one telling the truth. Of course, it's no. me. <laughs> yeah. Would I? I oh, Santa would never tell a lie. No, oh, I know. So you're a true believer, then. That's it. You are a true believer. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just just hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Rudolph, you need to get back to the rumpus room, mate. Now, come on. Out, out of here, <laughs> out of the lounge room. I'm up in the bedroom at the moment. You've got to get out of here, mate. Back to the rumpus room. You've got your, you've got your chair out there. Sorry about that. They, bloody rainy. They want to come into the house. I don't mind if coming in and sitting in the rumpus room. They all enjoyed it there. But to come in into the bedroom when I'm having a chat with you, this that's just beyond the path. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you um did you love Christmas when you were a kid? Oh, I always loved Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. shattered when some idiot at school said there was no such thing as Santa. Ah. Uh, what? Uh, what a moron he was. Oh, uh, thought I'd he can fix you up, Charlie. You can't say that. No. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing I like about it. I have uh, two children. Neither have ever got married. They, you know, they have relationships and that, but and none of, neither of them ever had children. But my partner's got 11 grandchildren. Wow. And I suppose I get envious of her having all of that 
love and affection. I mean, not that they don't show it to me too, but yeah, yeah they are yeah. hers. So I suppose being Santa, I get so much love and affection from the children uh, that I engage with. Yeah. And that's just wonderful. That's just wonderful. Do they just look at you with in awe? Just look at you and like, oh, Santa. Oh, look, it's it's it varies so much. It's like today. Oh, I felt really disappointed. The first two came in, probably about you know eighteen months old. Looked at me and just screamed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I quickly hold up a book because I've got quite a large. Uh, the day before Christmas, night before Christmas book, and I hold that up to sort of hide myself from them. And I think, all right, now they can't see me, so perhaps I'll it'll work. And and these two, now nah, whatever I did, it was, was a bit of a failure. But near the end, or after they had what we could get out of photos, and I'd given them a little Santa sticker book. You now, the funny thing was, they were in mum's arms, put down outside of the area where we're doing the photos, and as they walked away, they both waved. Aww. And so you wonder, you think, well, maybe I did. Maybe I did get a little bit of positive interaction, and maybe next year, yeah. There will be a better communication stream. I can only hope. I love it. Isn't it funny, a, though, how some kids scream and some kids are in awe? Well, I had two two today that came through the entryway. And, of course, with the COVID-19, we're meant to keep our metre and a half spacing, which is really difficult, really yeah, difficult, yeah. Uh, especially when you've got an old fart like me that has trouble hearing. You <laughs> try to <laughs> listen to the they're all whispering and you've got to say, come on, come a little bit closer. Yeah, two today came through the entrance and one yelled out, Santa, I love you, little girl. <laughs> and she just came racing up and grabbed me around the legs. Yeah, <laughs> another one, little boy, later on in the in the day. And he came racing up, hey, Santa. And he grabbed me as well. He wanted to come and sit up on my knee. And I said, sorry, mate, you're going to stand, sit on that chair over there. Oh, do I have to, Santa? I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll have a good chat. So the interaction. The age group. Last week, was a lady came in. She said, you know, I'm 80 years old now and I've been coming in for 20 years to get a photo with Santa. Oh. As a, uh, oh. Had, had three, three young blokes today came in. They'd be in their mid-20s. And I said, oh, it's nice to have you young fellas coming in to have a photo with Santa. Oh, mate, we've been doing it since we were at primary school. Oh, isn't that great? They're three mates. Three mates, yeah. Uh, had some <laughs> nurses come in. Last week, yeah, and they came in and wanted to have a sit and, and all play funny buggers, you know, doing weird looks and yeah, acting yeah. that. But, yeah. How fantastic. Yeah, the range of people is incredible. Big groups, you know, you, you get the, uh, oh, what's it? I had seven, seven kids in one sitting. Wow. And obviously, it, it, you know, obviously it was a, a dual family, you know, um, that it was joined and like you know, mum had a bunch. few and dad had a yeah. few. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. What's the weirdest thing you've ever been asked for? Well, when I say ever, like it's only this year well, really. Not, so, but. I've only had this year. So I can't, I know I spoke to other Sanders who have had some that have been really awkward moments um, where, where a mother has come in and said, look, um, I normally get a photo every year with my son, um, but he passed away last week. Oh. 
oh. he was only nine. Oh. Um, and the Santa said, well, why don't you bring in a photo? So the lady came back the next day with a big portrait of her son and she stood next to Santa or sat next to Santa holding the portrait. Oh. He said he broke up into tears. He was, he was just overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh. But the lady was so thankful and grateful because she said, wow, another year and I've got a photo of my son with Santa. Oh. But the the one the one I've had today, like the other day, was really touching. Little girl, the hell would she be? I'm not good at ages, but perhaps five. Yeah. And she came past. She was on the app, not getting a photo. Just came past, having a chat. And I said, "Hello, how are you?" And talking to her, and what you want for Christmas, etc. My mum said, "Come on, got to get going." So the two walked off. Next minute, the little girl comes racing back. Santa, Santa, can I whisper something to you? I don't want <laughs> mum to hear. <laughs> yeah, what is it? She said. Don't worry about giving me a present, but could you give one to my mum because she doesn't get many presents. Oh, 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 God, there's some sweet. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, see, you're making me cry, see. I'm such a sook. I I couldn't sit there watching you because I'd be in tears all bloody time. Oh, that's amazing. That must must feel so good. That, that. Yeah. So what's your yeah. what what you you said to me the other day, you know, something about you just want to bring the mystical, mystical world to to life or something like that. I can't think of what Yeah, to life, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the thing, you know, Santa, uh so many childhood heroes, uh, you know, are mystical. And so many children want to live the experience yeah. while they can. And, and I hate the thought of us stopping that happening. I, I think mm. if we can allow them, allow children to be children. Yeah. Too often adults want children to grow up. You know, yeah. oh, they want to tell them about this, tell them about that, show them this on the news. Oh, you want to watch out? Well, let the kids be kids. Yeah. And so yeah. when you have something that, that adds so much love and enjoyment and anticipation, I think mm. anticipation is a big thing. Yep. With children, yeah. You know, what would you like for Christmas? Oh, and you can see them, the heads spinning, and they're not sure. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, Sam. Oh, oh, I'm not sure. And, and you think, I just say, well, why don't you go away and have a think over the next few days? But make sure you send me a letter before Christmas Eve. And, he, and you think, I've probably given that kid bloody nightmares. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> go to bed every Oh, boy, quick, I've got to decide. <laughs> it's that anticipation. Yeah, yeah. That anticipation. My dad always said, you know, um, you can get just as much fun out of anticipating a holiday as you can when you get there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's I often agree. true. That, yeah. yeah, it's often true. It's excitement. So, yeah. It's when you've got something coming up, you know, that that that's what makes it. It's like it's like something to look forward to really, really makes your life. I think it's a, when you go you're having a holiday, you know, you plan ahead just so you've got something to look forward to. But yeah, exactly. And life's full of dreams. If we didn't have dreams, what would be the point? It's dreams and memories that uh, that are that are our uh, lifeblood. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. People have talked about to me about you know um, living forever, and I say, well, I reckon I'll live forever, really. I said, yeah, I'll live forever in the memories of those that I've touched. 
Yep, and you will. And and you know what? Some kids will never remember who you were, like, you know, for your name, but they'll always remember that Santa that that said this to me or that made me feel, you know, fantastic. And I, I think that's just uh, beautiful. I'll give you a funny a funny one I had. We were up at Byron Bay for the Blues Fest a few years ago. Yeah. And as I always do, I, I'll uh, you know, I have my hair out and the long beard and anyhow, there was – we were sitting listening to a group play and I could hear behind me a little boy going off his tree at mum and dad. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Anyhow, he stormed up off from them and he raced straight up to where I was and sort of bumped into me. And I turned around and he looked at me and he says, you're Santa. <laughs> and I said, I am. And you're being very naughty. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, Santa, oh, I'm sorry. And he raced back to mum and dad. <laughs> mum, dad, there's Santa. Oh, I'm not allowed to be naughty. <laughs> Next thing, he comes up to me and he says, he brings his sister, he says, this is my sister. She was naughty too, but she's not going to be naughty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so someone who was standing there said to me, they were saying next to us, they said, after the kid left, they said, do you know, that child's probably about seven, eight years old. In 10 years' time, they will remember coming to the Blues Fest. Yep. But the only thing they'll remember yep. is meeting Santa. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and you're a very busy man as well as being Santa. You've got your goats. And I might just remind you that it's um, Santa needs to go and turn his goat cheese right now, doesn't he? Yeah, so I might need to go and do that. So perhaps this would be a great time to have a little bit of a, an intermission. You go and do that and, uh, and we'll wait for you to come back after you've sorted out your goat's cheese and we'll chat about that. Thank you. Did you go? Yeah, yeah. I'm, Turn the cheese? Yeah. Uh, what am I making tonight? Oh, Monterey Jack. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've made a few. Like, it's, I like the nice taste. I don't mind that one. And plus it's quick. You can start. It, it's ready to eat after about four weeks. Wow. Yeah. So what do you do with it? Do you just, just make enough for you or do you sell it? Again, it's another long story. Do you want a long story or a short story? So... As I say, my partner used to live over, oh, three quarters of an hour from here. She had a couple of goats and she'd had a couple of injuries and one that she'd lost, lost uh, part of a leg and she now has a prosthetic leg. Oh. And she'd been in a car accident and that caused other health issues. Anyhow, years ago, she used to milk the goats that she had and she'd just make a little bit of cheese. She only had two goats that she was occasionally milking use it for herself for drinking and for make a little bit of cheese. When she moved in with me, she said, um, why don't we get some goats going again? Because at my place, there's a few areas where there was a lot of blackberries, uh, ragwort. She said, oh, look, the goats will clean all that stuff up. And hey, this is how things progress. So we started with two goats. Then she said, well, why don't we get a billy goat 
and another couple of girls, and so we can breed up a few more. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, we've got now oh, about eight or nine girls and, and, uh, and we've got a new boy in. He's just Max. He's a, a young one. And the older one, who's Leo, which is getting, he's getting a bit grumpy. So I think he'll be going fairly soon because Max will become the new, the new leader yeah. of the pack and yeah. get some new, new bloodline in. So uh, I've got three at the moment that I'm milking. Now, as you're possi possibly aware, each goat gives about, well, the three goats give me about three litres in the morning and about three litres at night or wow. about six litres a day. Yep. Now, of course, when I first started thinking, oh, I'll make a little bit of cheese with it, I didn't sort of do my maths properly because six sevens are 42. You get 42 litres of milk a week. <laughs> you got to figure what the hell are you going to do with it? <laughs> oh, so two years ago, we only had uh, two that we were, one that we were milking mainly and I made a little bit of cheese up and that worked good. Of course, when Linda had increased the, the herd and now we've got three that I'm milking, um, I said, well, what do you want me to start doing with all this milk? Oh, she's well, which she hasn't been well enough. She's not well enough to do much with it. So I said, well, look, it can't be that take up that much time. I'll start doing a bit. So I was doing lots of four litres of milk. But, of course, that's only less than one day worth of milk. So <laughs> oh, I've got some bigger pots. I'll do eight litres a time. Okay, that's not so bad. So I was making up some feta and I've been experimenting with my feta. I've been doing uh, garlic yeah. feta. Uh, a mixed herb feta. We've got coriander growing. So I dried some coriander and put that through the uh, more, uh, the pestle and, you know, what do you got the um, oh, thing that you grind up your oh, yeah, seeds yeah. with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I put that in. Turned out nice. Then I tried one with some uh, fine chilli, did a feta with chilli. Now someone said to me, how long does your feta last in the fridge? I said, I'm yet to find out <laughs> because it's really gone in two days. Oh, wow. Uh, it never lasts long because uh, I'll, I'll say to my partner now, do you reckon if I make up more of the garlic one, everyone will be happy? He said, well, there's none left from last time. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter what I make, it seems to go. So. So now I've gone to even bigger. I've now got, which I'm using most of the time now, which I'm doing now, I'm doing about 18 litres of milk at a time. I've got a bigger setup of, you know, how you do the yeah. double pot. Yeah. So now I'm doing about 17, 18 litres at a time, which at least is a, a few days' worth of milk. But all yeah. I've been doing lately is um, every second or third day I'm making another big batch of cheese. And it takes a while. The time you do yeah. your pasteurisation yeah. and adding it. Culture and wedding, that's it, and cutting the curds like I've done yeah. now, pressing it. But anyhow, I've done, oh, I've had great fun this year. I've done some traditional cheddar, um, uh, a couple of lots of uh, Jarlsberg, which I'd like yeah. Jarlsberg cheese. Interesting to see how that'll turn out. As I said, the Monterey Jack, uh, some halloumi. Yeah. That came up not too bad. Oh, that's fantastic. Like you love it. You love it. Anyway, so I don't know, the goats get on okay with the reindeer? They, they, they're fine together? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. The only thing I'm finding, uh, when the reindeer play soccer, they always win. They, they, 
they're just a bit too <laughs> bit too feisty. They seem to push the goats out the way and the goats just aren't interested in, in pushing back. Um, and the polar bears, when they play basketball, oh, cripes, no one else gets on the court. They just run through and just knock them all flying. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, that's that sounds great. I can't wait to come to the North Pole. I'll be I'll be up one day and come for a visit. Sounds fantastic. So, um, what are you are you going to keep being Santa for a long, long time? I've, I've been Santa for a long time. I mean, yeah, Santa's forever. Isn't it? Yeah, but what about it? What about at the plaza? Like you know, just because I know you're you're the real Santa. You live at the North Pole, but some, now you're visiting Terrelgan every yeah. day. You know, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna go back there next year and the year after and the year after. Well, I hope they invite me. I hope they invite me. <laughs> I suppose that's what I need now. I need I need I need um, uh, uh, people that have been in and seen me and had a, a photo with me. Perhaps I need to start a petition to say, uh, yeah. We want Santa back here again next year. The same Santa's got to be there. The real Santa. We need the real Santa always in Terrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope you do. That's fantastic. I've heard a lot of good reports. A lot of people have said to me, that Santa is bloody amazing. Is amazing. So now I wanted, so this um, uh, podcast is about get off the bench. And so what it's to do is to inspire people who are thinking about something or yeah, something I want to do. They might've been thinking about for 30 years, you know, one of these days I'm going to do something. So you've gotten off the bench. You've gone into Terrellgan Plaza said, Hey, I want to be a Santa and, 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 Fantastic. Now you are. What advice would you give to other people who are sitting on something and they're just not doing it? They, even your, your goat's cheese. They're just saying one day I'm going to. I'll just, I'll say to them what my partner said to me before. And I think she said her grandmother said it. Life is not a dress rehearsal. Yeah. You can never go back and say, oh, I, I, sorry, I, I did that incorrectly. I'd like to do that again. Can I repeat that, please? Mm. Can I never have another go? No, you only get one shot. Now, yeah. if you choose to do something and it doesn't really work out, at least you can say, I gave that a try yeah. and it didn't work out. But if you give it a try and it does work out, mm. how good will you feel? Yep. Yep, and how shitty will you feel if you didn't give it a try and you get to the end of your life and you think, I wish I had have done that thing. Yep. No, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. So what um what what hot tips have you got for 2021? What what um you know, what are you telling the kids to do in 2021 and us adults? Well, be good. I tell all the kids, be good, be respectful of others. Yeah, you know, listen to what elders say. Because there's a chance they might know a little bit more about some things because they've been there and they've done that. There is an exception. Teenagers. There's an is an exception. Uh, mobile phones. If you if you like me, yeah, you got to give your mobile phone to a kid to figure for them to figure out how to use this stupid thing. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but other than in life's little uh, idiosyncrasies, yeah, ask someone older. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been there before? What happened with you? Yeah. Although I know, and I was probably the same, and you were too. We get to a certain age, yeah, and we uh, we think we know it all. Yeah. Although, as someone said to me once, you know, um, when I was seventeen, I thought my dad knew nothing, 
But when I got to 35, I realised how smart he was. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, well, I think we'll all we'll go through those teenage years and think we bloody know everything. Of course we do. <laughs> it's, just, it's a learning curve. Life is a learning curve. And I tell you the thing I've thought about too, that when we talk about Santa and the interaction that I have with children, as I said before, it's not just children. Yeah. When you think of the stakeholders that are involved in the Santa, the mystical life of Santa, it goes from, you know, I had, uh, I think it was a 10-day-old baby. That's the youngest I've had yeah. coming and see me to, as I said, an 80-year-old lady. You get every age in between. Yeah. But it's not just the people that are coming to get the photo. It's the ones that are bringing them. Yeah. And it's a sparkle you see in the, especially in the grandparents' eyes. Yeah. When, they're, when their grandchild is running up and embracing the whole Santa mystique, you can see how excited they get. <laughs> So it involves so many people, not yep. just those getting the photo yep. and not just Santa. Yeah. It's everyone around. And, and you think that what's involved in, with it, the, the, the star uh, from Seen to Believe, the, the girls that do the photos and, and the girl that runs the booth, they're, they're an inspiration, inspiration to anyone to see how they can operate in a shopping centre environment with all the noise and everything else around them yet they can get children to laugh and to smile. Wow. And, and that's a quality that they have, and, and that's a quality that you know, I just admire in them. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, these are young women. I say they're young women. Now, they, they might think they're older than what I say they are, but to me, they're young women who are taking on a role of running uh, an enterprise mm. in a shopping centre, and they're making it work. Wow. And they have their little... Uh, difficulties with equipment and problems with something and a power failure, but they handle it. Mm. And I think that's really great. So it's, uh, again, have a go at something. If if you want to have a go at being Santa, if you want to have a go at being involved as a photographer in a Santa booth, have a go. Yeah. Have a go. You can always learn. You can always learn more. Yeah. Yep, you sure can. Well, Sandra, I have absolutely loved this conversation and I've loved talking to Paul and I've loved talking to Sandra. And I've enjoyed every minute of it, of it too. Thank you very much for the opportunity to, to, to spread the word of Sandra uh, worldwide through your, through your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic well i can't wait it's just i can't wait for people to enjoy this and it's just um you know bringing so much um love and lightheartedness and just joy at the end of you know what's been a very hard year and i think that the the whole santa thing and the the happiness of it is just such a such a godsend you know yes, at the end is. of this year yeah, yeah it is really it, is. it yeah. helps us to um helps us just to reground again and say, you know what, it, it's okay. It's okay. We've made it. And it's, I, I really appreciate what you're doing, you know, to, to, to bring that sparkle to people at the end of this year. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your kind words. Good on you, Karen. Oh, well, appreciate I mean it. them. So I guess we better finish with a, um, a ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you're the perfect Santa. Well, thank you so much, Paul. And and listen, you um, have an absolute wonderful Christmas yourself, you know, and take a and little bit too. of 
time out at the end of it and yeah. and and think about all the amazing uh, goodness that you've brought to so many kids and and to all your listeners please believe santa is out there and it's a great thing to believe in it sure is all right thanks so much paul appreciate it thanks karen good on <laughs> you. you see ya bye Ta-da. I tell you, if you don't have the Christmas spirit in you by now, after listening to part one and part two of the Santa special, you know, I don't know why not. Because even if you don't celebrate Christmas or you don't believe in Santa and all that kind of stuff, at least I hope you felt the joy and the passion and the the meaning and the purpose, you know, when you bring so much happiness to another person's life. So, you know, if you want to be a Santa, or if you want to, you know, start a podcast, or if you want to run your yoga classes next year or anything else, now's the time. You know, I know that we get into the start of the year and we say, oh, you know, I'm going to make a, a New Year's resolution, you know, and it's going to be this. And then we, we do the first two weeks of it and then we drop off. Make next year different. You know, just if there, you've got something you want to do, please go and do it. Use the 20 seconds of courage. You know, just what can you do in 20 seconds that will be a game changer for you. The, the, the thing that knocks your dominoes over, you know, and, and everything starts to work for you and you start to follow your dream. Let's not lose another year. Let's go into 2021 with our hearts, with passion, with meaning, with purpose, you know, being true to ourselves and, and doing the thing we want to do without fear, without you know, imposter syndrome, although that's always going to be there. You just have to push through that. But let's just do it. You know, even if there is self-doubt, self-doubt, even if there's got that niggly voice that tells you, you know, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Let's push through it. Come on, let's make 2021 the year for our heart and soul and really, really give ourselves to the year. Really put ourselves out there and back ourselves and you only get one shot at life, you know what? You've got to start somewhere. So why not start now? Anyway, Merry Christmas. I hope if you're celebrating Christmas today with family, you're having a great day. I hope that, you know, sometimes Christmas can be very stressful for, for people. You know, families only get together on Christmas Day and there's always arguments and stuff like that. I really hope that somehow you can see through that and, and see the the love of the day I really do and for those who don't have somebody to celebrate Christmas with um, my my heart goes out to you I, I truly hope that next year can be a different year for you I, I truly do and for those who do celebrate something other than Christmas I wish you the very best holiday break and I hope 2021 is a magnificent year for you but for now I'm going to sign off. I'm going to go and spend Christmas with my family. I'm going to be grateful and thankful for everything I have. And I'm going to let 2020 go. And I'm going to embrace 2021 and really give it everything I've got. So I hope you do too. So one last thing is I want to thank you guys for sticking with me all year. This has been one hell of a year. You've stuck with me. It's a new podcast you believed in me, you're sitting there with me and I can't thank you enough. Okay, I will catch you next year. See ya.
Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.